Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass. And a big welcome back to, I suppose, a special edition of Commonwealth Conversations Everyday Minutemen Stories, although it's not really a traditional episode. It is a breaking news kind of update-centered episode. Uh, I'm Nathan Strauss, your host, uh, joined by two men who everyone knows. It is Pat McWilliams and Corey Schneider, the uh, figureheads of the Mass Collective, of course, and the Midnight Ride. Uh, and guys, it's been a, a, a busy week as far as the collective space goes as far as the NCAA space goes. Uh, where do you guys want to start? You guys just want to start off with a, a little update on on where each respective collective is at right now? Yeah, thanks for having us, Nathan, uh, especially on short notice. But I think we'll just each go through just a quick update of of where the collectives are at um, at, at this time. For, for us, for the Massachusetts Collective, we've had some great momentum in the last two weeks with some, some nice wins on the court and some nice events at the Spoke uh, post-game. Uh, the last two Saturdays, it was great to have a lot of uh, supporters there and Chancellor Reyes, Coach Martin, uh, a bunch of the players, uh, Josh Cohen, Matt Cross, Keon, um, Robert Davis Jr. all came to the different events. Really want to thank our sponsors for those events, Hanush Jewelers and DP Doe. Um, we also have a big event coming up tomorrow at the White Lion in, in Amherst, and that's going to be with Marcus Camby and Frank Martin, they're going to do a, a live podcast show and also do uh, a live draw of the raffles that we have. Um, if you're not familiar with those yet, um, we have, you can win a, a to sit courtside with Marcus Camby for the West Virginia game, dinner with Frank Martin or Coach Leffler and so forth. So um, click the link in this podcast episode for uh, to buy raffle tickets for that. They're just $10 and hope to see you at the event tomorrow at white lion um but still even with the momentum we have we, we still no, need more people uh to be involved and more businesses to get involved as well um what we'll talk about a little bit later in this episode is the, the conversation that we have with our our lawyer uh mitt winter who represents both collectives um about the uh restraining order just issued against the ncaa and how it affects both collectives and, and nil and and eligibility and, and transfer issues going forward. Um, but with that, you know, we, we, I think that we do have uh, the best representation that we can have, especially in this space with Mitt Winter, but that's certainly not free. And so we need 
Um, we need all hands on deck to chip in and help out. And we're certainly not asking for, you know, a million dollars, although we'll take it, but, um, you know, do whatever you can do monetarily to, to help the collectors and, and support UMass directly, the athletes directly, and even contribute, contribute your, your time as well in our meetings and, and with feedback and certainly, um, with the feedback and, and your time, we want to have a, an air of positivity around everything too. Um, but that's the update from from the Massachusetts Collective, and we're excited for uh, for Friday for the event with Marcus, and then uh, a big win against West Virginia on Saturday as well. And <clears throat> thanks again, guys, for having me back on. So from uh, Midnight Ride perspective, uh, you know, I think that like what Pat just said, uh, we're having a, we're feeling a lot of momentum right now, um, and that's really really encouraging to feel, especially when you know. I'd, I'd put it out there a couple of weeks ago that like the same week that coastal Carolina's uh, collective is, is folding. We're having our best week ever uh, bringing it in. I think that that speaks to, you know, the passion and, and people's belief in UMass. And I think that that's kind of our, uh, again, for both football and basketball, just our opportunity right now um, to be able to kind of set ourselves apart. And I think that obviously between football and basketball, we're in different parts of the calendar this year, but <clears throat> with recruiting right now, I've said this on Twitter and I'll say it again, that the fact that we do have a, a collective that is dedicated specifically to uh, the football program, it's putting us in conversations right now with, with athletes that prior to the portal and NIL that UMass just wasn't having conversations with. And so you know, these conversations aren't just, you know, transactional and just all about money. But I think when you put the caliber of school that UMass has become, where it's located, paired with Don Brown, and then there are NIL opportunities there, I think we are a very attractive uh, destination uh, for guys, for talented football players. And um, that's going to continue. And I think from you know, from an operational standpoint, from the Midnight Ride Collective into the new year, we're going to continue to be building out a little bit more infrastructure um, on the day-to-day -day operations and from event type stuff. I think you, you might see us uh, be doing something in maybe New York, Boston, and around Amherst um, between, you know, January and when spring ball gets going in March. So be on the lookout for that. Now, knowing where both collectives are at right now, um, obviously transfers are such an important part of how teams operate, but especially how UMass operates um, right now. And obviously the collectives are involved in that. There was a, a ruling, a TRO, a temporary uh, injunction basically that uh, was issued earlier this week about two-time transfers having their waivers denied by the NCAA. You guys uh, had a meeting earlier today with your Council, uh, what was the update that you got uh, about that situation and, and where the people on the legal side think things are going right now? Yeah, so basically when we met with Mitt earlier today, um, he reiterated just, you know, what, what happened the other day, the restraining order against the NCA, which granted eligibility for multi-time transfers. That means the rule before was you can transfer once for free and you don't have to sit out. But if you transfer twice, you have to sit out. What this 14-day TRO um, does is it makes all second-time transfers who are currently sitting out eligible 
to compete in their respective sports for the next 14 days, uh, which will very likely be extended and made permanent. But that directly affects UMass right away because two of the West Virginia, who we play on Saturday, two of their players were two-time transfers and were sitting out. One of them was actually involved in the lawsuit directly, Raekwon Battle. Um, and he was actually, he actually testified yesterday as well in that. So at this point, anybody can transfer at, uh, or I'm sorry, any two-time transfers are, are eligible to compete for at least the next 14 days. And Corey, what, um, what Mitt said as well is that will likely become permanent um, in the hearing later in December and then going forward as well. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> I think for us, there, you know, I think that yesterday was probably welcome news for maybe 30 schools uh, and then, you know, challenging for everybody else. But it's just something it's like, OK, well, we're just going to have to roll with the punches. But I think what's important for people to realize is like, once again, this is the the doing and the, the making of the NCAA. Uh, you know, they could have three years ago when uh, the portal stuff really started, like they could have put in ground rules of, you know, what guys they could have just been like, we're not even going to talk about waivers. And it's been like, you can transfer once for free and we'd probably be in a different place. But, um, you know, until they recognize, uh, you know, athletes, I think in a, as employees, then I think that they're going to continue to, to probably lose court cases and there's going to be, you know, new landscape to have to navigate. And I think that like what Pat said is, you know, we're represented by, by uh, the same person and Mitt is at the forefront of all of this. And I think that for us as a G5 collectives to have a resource like Mitt to kind of being able to provide us counsel on stuff is an enormous resource because he is at the front lines of this and um you know it's it's going to change things are going to change continue to change and we just kind of have to roll with the punches and i think that both collectives right now are well positioned to to adjust them fly i know one thing that uh is important is how your contracts are structured with the student athletes who you have deals with and pat i know we talked a little bit about how there is sort of language in place that um, I guess, indemnifies all parties from being affected by a ruling like this. So um, do you want to just sort of talk a little bit about, without getting into specifics, I guess, but a little bit about um, how, uh, you know, the ruling and whatever happens with two-time transfers and, you know, potentially other student athletes going into the portal, how that wouldn't affect kind of your existing deals and, and the money that is uh, currently committed to guys? Yeah, it doesn't really have any impact on our existing deals except for, Something potentially it could in the future is if the and and something that Mitt indicated is very likely to happen is that right now there are dates and times that you can enter the portal and when the portal closes. And for basketball, that this year it, it opens up, I think, the Monday after uh after the first March Madness tournament or game or something and closes uh, one month after the NCAA tournament. So if that doesn't exist anymore, then that will change the way in the future that we write our contracts based on, you know, when payments are made um, or, you know, when contracts are entered to and, and start and end. 
Um, so that's something that we're, we have very high on our radar going forward and how we'll, we'll work the, the language in our contracts, just because I, I don't think, and what Mitt has said is it, it doesn't seem like the transfer portal window will even exist anymore. And people can basically transfer at any time. So before you could enter the portal up until May 14th, then you had for a basketball perspective, and then you had, you know, unlimited time basically to pick your new school, but you'd still have to enter by then. And so, you know, we could potentially have a deal where a large amount of money is due after that portal closes to encourage people to to stick around. Um, and now that may not be, you know, available anymore with, with these new changes. So that's something that we'll just adjust as we go forward and, and be constant of as we go forward as well. Um, but, you know, having Mitt's advice on that is is super helpful. The only thing that that, that won't change from his perspective is, the rule that you can only play for one school uh, each season will remain in effect, but it seems like you can transfer basically at any time. Um, there's no limit on transfers at this point, and I don't see that changing until there's collective bargaining or an antitrust exemption for the NCAA, and I don't think anybody knows where that's going to go um, in the future, but I think Myself and, and Corey have a really good grasp on it and we're we're staying updated on it every day. And as always, if anybody has questions about it, they can reach out to either of us directly as well and we're happy to discuss it. Yeah. Again, and, yeah. I mean, oh, sorry, Corey, you go. I was just gonna say that like for us, you know, nothing really in, in any agreement that we have is gonna change that much. And you know, timeline might change a little bit, but that's pretty much it. And I think that really right now, with all these changes, we are, both collectives are well positioned, but this is just my personal opinion and not the, the stance of Midnight Ride Collectives is I think what we're seeing right now is a lot of, a lot of athletes need to, to ask why and have their why. And what I mean by that is like, why am I getting in the portal? Um, and it feels like right now there's kind of like a, a bit of like a cultural thing. It's like, oh, that's just what you do. But that doesn't ha- like you don't have to get in the portal. Now there there are plenty of guys that are that are getting the portal, and it's just like, look, like I'm a backup quarterback, and I want a shot to play. I'm going to do that. And like, okay, that makes total sense. But like, if you are playing at a school, is good situation, and you know you like that school or whatever you don't have to get in the portal. Like you don't have to leave that school. And I think that that's kind of being lost on, on some athletes where there is a downside to getting the portal. Like there is a, it, the grass is not always greener. Sometimes it is, but like, just ask yourself and it can't really come from your friends or your, even your parents, or it's like, you have to answer this. It's like, I need to make the best decision for me because what I'm seeing in, football right now recruiting is and again this is just my personal opinion but you know if you're at the university of massachusetts and you're playing and you're playing for don brown you're at a top 30 public school in the country you're playing for a coach that has had a lot of success and he's also had a lot of success sending guys to uh, get to the nfl you need to kind of look at it from a, a life vantage points like is it worth me leaving this situation to go to 
other, you know, G5s that, you know, from an alumni network or from school in general, like might not be a great transition. Like it's just not as good as a school. And like that does have to come into consideration. And I think that, again, like when you do think about that stuff, like UMass is going to always be a very attractive place and continue to be an attractive place. And I think that like that goes into recruiting, but that is the biggest thing of the poor right now. Cause like, okay, you can, if guys want to transfer, they can, but like, just because you can transfer as many times as you'd like, doesn't mean you have to do that. Like you can stay at the school. If you're enjoying it, you know, don't feel like you have to be pressured to be like, I have to get in the portal. I have to go somewhere else. Like, I think that culturally it comes out of education and just like from a culture standpoint, it's like, it is okay to stick it out at, in your program and kind of just like grind through it. Yeah. That's I think, how, again, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. And the piggyback on that too, I think overall, this is good for the athlete too. And I think UMass is in a, a unique position where, you know, our job as the collective and, and the school's job as a school is to give them reasons to come and to give them reasons to stay. And I think the school has, is doing a good job on, on that, I think the collectives are as well. And so I think we're in a position where this is good for the athlete. I think more movement, it will calm down eventually, but I think we have two attractive programs, uh, a very attractive school and two very hardworking, communicative and uh, successful collectives. So we're in a unique position, even more so than ever before to have influence on that. And I think whatever uh, is good in the end for everybody. I think there needs to be some more certainty from, from day to day. Like it's crazy. These two kids from West Virginia are playing Saturday, but um, I think it's good for the athlete and uh, we'll continue to, to work with their best interest at heart too. Any uh, future events that you guys want to plug before we bid adieu? Um, I'll just be for on us. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. You can go. Sorry, yeah, we can't. We can't <laughs> You're so. Um, yeah, just the event tomorrow with Marcus Camby and Frank Martin. It's it's awesome to see, you know, Marcus coming back and being so active. And that's not just recent. It's been, you know, ever since I've been a fan. I remember when I met him at his Hall of Fame um, dinner at UMass back in like 2007 or 2008. Uh, and but he he always comes back every single year, and he always he's been super helpful from the uh, for the collective and says, I'll do anything I can to, to help promote you guys and uh, get folks involved. So he's been awesome. So I hope people can come to the event tomorrow, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the White Line in Amherst. And then uh, going forward, we'll have some more events later on this month, the 29th of, or I'm sorry, the 30th of December after the Siena game at the Spoke. And uh, T. Frank Love, uh, LLC will be, uh, sponsoring that event as well. So it's great that we're having more event sponsors step forward as well. But I hope to see everybody on that Friday or tomorrow at White Lion and then Saturday at Mass Mutual for the, the West Virginia game. And if you buy a raffle ticket, you might be sitting the courtside with Camby too. Yeah, that, very I nice. Mean, that's, that's awesome to see Marcus, like the kind of the uh, such a big name in the program getting involved. That's awesome to see. And I think for from Midnight Rye perspective, like I said, um, plans are in the works right now for some events in Boston, in New York, and then maybe in Amherst, maybe in Worcester. 
um, between I would say January and the start of spring ball um, in March. So people would be on the lookout for that. Perfect. Well, as always, be sure to follow both the Mass Collective and the Midnight Ride Collective. And of course, follow Pat and Corey and uh, become a member if you aren't already, because it is uh, important to do that if you believe in UMass and uh, support UMass as well. Uh, but until next time, uh, Nathan Strauss, thanks, Pat. Thanks, Corey. And uh, I'll see you, all of you in the next uh, in the next coming days. Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass.